Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a hot minute since I've recorded a new episode, so I wanted to catch up a little bit with you guys. Um, I have been busy running camp, so that's been taking up a ton of my time. I have an exciting new life venture that I'm anticipating, and I'm super excited to share it with you, but I'm not ready yet. I have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes that I hope I can share with you really soon. My pup has a strained muscle in her back, so she's on rest for the two weeks, uh, my poor baby, and I am recording this podcast episode overseas. My cousin just got married, so I came to celebrate with the family, and I got to travel along with that. It was literally so much fun. All right, today's episode is about professional development in early childhood. We talk about the different ways you can grab opportunities to continue to learn as a teacher, what's missing when it comes to professional development in early childhood, what teachers are struggling with right now that could change with access to appropriate professional development programs, the components of professional development to make it effective, and the overall accessibility to professional development. So please help me welcome another amazing guest to this episode, Marcia. She has been in the early childhood field for many, many years. She knows her stuff and is ready to share it with the world. I cannot wait for you to meet her in today's episode. Let's dive on in. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. Welcome to Shaping Little Minds podcast. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do right now, what you plan on doing? We just talked a little bit about what we're each planning on doing. So let's get into that. Perfect. Well, hello, hello. I'm super, super, super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am Marcia Nicole, and I have been an early childhood educator for, oh, let's not date myself here, um, more than 18 years going on now. Um, I've had a variety of roles in the early years, from educational assistant to lead teacher to early childhood educator supervisor and assistant supervisor. I currently work at the board as an early childhood educator in the kindergarten program. I wanted more, so I continued my post-secondary studies with a master's in curriculum design in the early years, as well as I'm getting my Ontario Certification Teacher Certificate as well. So busy, busy. I'm a mom of three, um, 15, 12, and six. Wow. So crazy, crazy busy. Um, launching Marcia and Nicole as I aspire to educate hoping to have a podcast coming in the fall of 2022. Let's stick to that. Let's hope, fingers crossed. Um, And just want to empower educators to 
let them realize that their job is important and they're valued and that there is people here for them to support them through mentorship, coaching, and all other kinds of things, hoping to have workshops and all this stuff coming soon in the new year. Okay, that's enough about me. Yes, thanks for having me. (laughs) And let me just add, this is also your first podcast interview ever. So that's huge. Uh, Be super proud of yourself for showing up. Um, and being here because that's always awesome. I know podcasting can be intimidating. <laughs> it can be, but I'm glad that you're my first and that we get to do this together. So thank you. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So we were planning on talking about professional development specifically for early childhood. And um, so I want to know, what do you feel is missing when it comes to professional development in early childhood specifically? Oh, specifically in early childhood, when it comes to professional development, I'd like to say the access for educators. Um, It's a lot of research on the educators part to go out and research and find what they need to make their practice successful for the educator. And I think the lack of the accessibility kind of deters educators from actually pursuing that professional development. If I have to spend hours looking for what I need when I need it now to make my students and my program successful, I might not just do it. Um, Also the cost. I mean, we all know that early years educators don't always make the greatest income, but we do want to grow our practice and we do want what's best for our kids in our care. So the affordability can play a part and understanding what you need when it comes to professional development. Just don't take a course for taking a course, but make sure that it impacts you as an educator and that it's going to benefit your practice and where you are in your professional journey. Um, A lot, a lot of educators just do it because it's there and it's accessible, but it's not necessarily what they need. So make sure that they have and find what they need when it comes to professional development. I love that. I think absolutely the accessibility is hard. Um, You really have to do your research and the money is definitely lacking. Um, And I know I spoke about this with Anisha. I spoke about this with Carla. There is literally no money budgeted for professional development. And it's really really unfortunate. So what do you see teachers struggling with right now that could be changed in terms of access and quality of professional developments. We talked about um, the accessibility. So if you have like ideas in terms of how we can make it more accessible. um... Well, right now educators are faced with pandemic fatigue and burnout, right? We all know they're like, oh my goodness, on top of that, I don't have time to do professional development and all of that stuff. A lot of educators grappled with technology issues, not being able to use the technology when we went online, having that understanding. So I also think that that's what they struggled with. They struggled with having to do that switch between the pandemic and that, and now going back into a regular classroom. Like, do we know what it's like to transition back? Do we know what it's like to bring back those things where they don't have to be distanced and that sort of thing? The lack of resources. So I think that when it comes to 
them struggling with finding quality, it's the resources as well. I also find that some of it's outdated. So it's stuff that that's been, we're still talking about, let's do it's fall, let's do theme-based when we should be doing emergent curriculum or we should be doing play-based and inquiry-based learning and thinking for not only the students, but for us. Because if we're doing theme-based, let's be real, we're gonna get stagnant. Like how many times can you do pumpkins and apples in the fall? Right? Like, let's do something else. Okay, so they want to talk about snowmen or dinosaurs, and that's okay. So, you know, having that accessibility where they can get access or topics that are current and relevant to them. Like, I would have loved to know that where was the professional development when it came to virtual learning? I've never done it. How do you teach a preschooler virtually? Like, what do I need? Yes. Nobody told me that I needed puppets. Nobody told me that I needed to be you know, interactive Sesame Street, like those are cues that I would have loved to have had during that time, right? So for sure, that's, that's just my thoughts. <laughs> I, I actually always say that I wish there was more, there were more resources for virtual learning. Because when I went into it, also, I was teaching two and three-year-olds, my kids were showing up on Zoom maybe twice a day, but I had no idea what to do with them on Zoom. Because from being in the classroom where I can have them engage and interact and run around and do whatever they need to do to being online where all of them are muted. I had one kid watching Paw Patrol. Uh, <laughs> like I, I was like looking for those resources and there was nothing to be found. And it's crazy that, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think virtual learning as much as we'd like it to go away, it's never going to fully go away. It's here to and stay and educators should adapt and prepare that some virtual platforms work better for families and our communities. Um, mm -hmm. There are certain occupations that require that parents now can be there instead of having to pay outside care for their children to have that learning experience. So as educators, we need to be prepared and have the resources for those younger learners, for sure. Absolutely. So talking about like effective professional development, um, what components do you think professional development should have to make it more effective for teachers? Let's talk about that. So <laughs> as a mother of three, constantly busy and on the go, it needs to be multimedial. So there needs to be, it's got to be accessible. So can I take it and listen to it? in a podcast? Can I take it with me anywhere I go? Can I sit in a coffee shop at Starbucks and watch this presentation? Can I be on a soccer field and watching my kid practice and me still getting my professional development? Is that where we're going? Absolutely. Will we engage teachers and professionals in it more if it is that they can pick it up and go, that they can log in at the time that suits their lifestyle? Yeah, that also we're in different time zones. So what's if you have a live going on at nine o'clock and somebody it's midnight for somebody else, you've missed that person. They still want your information. So having that access for them to be able to be like, OK, I can log on when it's convenient to me. I can get it done or today's a really slow week in my life. I can do two sessions this week, but I can't do any for the next two weeks. It allows the educator to plan. It allows them to have control of their professional development, which then they feel enriched to fulfill it. I feel like when we give them a time and say, you need to be here, you need to do this. And they're kind of like, oh, if you say this 
This professional development is open for two weeks. You can use it and view it at any time within that window. They kind of have that sense of relief of, ah, I got two weeks. I can, I can sketch out some time in this two weeks. I'm going to make it a priority because it's my learning and it's for me and it's for my practice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's part of why I created this podcast because I yeah. felt like I never got professional development when I was in the classroom and it was always at inconvenient times. It was during the week, during the day, during the school day. It was just not, not suitable. And I feel like teachers can really benefit from having something that's on the go and they yes. can just log into whenever they want. Same thing with the digital course that I'm creating. It's pre-recorded. Teachers can go in and go out as they please. They can use it as they please. And it's there for them whenever, you know, like. And that's, I, and that's, that's excellent because then they feel like they're in control of their learning and they want to do it because nobody is kind of telling them that they have to at a specific time, but it's available and accessible to them when they're ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we kind of talked about this. Um, my next question was about access to effective professional development. So we, I mean, as early childhood teachers, I think everywhere, we don't have um, resources that we can turn to always. Um, and that's the biggest issue. And so the access is a big problem, but monetarily it's also a problem. So I'm gonna kind of skip over that because I think we covered it. Um, sure. Do you have any recommendations for resources for early childhood teachers whether in Canada or in the US or everywhere. <laughs> I am going to give you the Marcia Nicole recommendation when it comes to professional development. Okay. And that is find out what works for you. Every educator is different. Every person's at a different part of their journey. So you might be at a point where a grand workshop and you know, a webinar is for you. That's where you're at. Mm -hmm. Someone else might be in the beginning of their journey and they need a one-on-one -on -one coaching. Find a coach. You need somebody to mentor you because you've been in it two years and you're not sure that you want to stay. Find a mentor that has passion to show you why you should or shouldn't, right? There are multiple platforms when it comes to professional development. I'd even say, join the book list read a really great book that inspires you to find out what it is, right? We always think professional development, it's got to be a workshop and it's got to be a course, but it really is about the educator and who you are and who you want to be in your practice for those students and children in your care. I love that. I, love that. I think that is super, super, super important. And I think there are different platforms, different levels of professional development. And I think as teachers um, who have been in the world, in the education world for a little bit, our mind, when we think professional development goes straight to those workshops and those webinars and those, um, you know, weekends where, you know, NACI is giving a conference or whatever it is, instead of thinking about what we really need as teachers. So I can tell you that for me, when I was in my first year, I wish I knew that there was a way for me to get one-on-one -on -one coaching via mm. someone else, even if that meant that I had to pay a good sum of money for it. So 
love, I love that. I think that's really, really important. I think teachers need to remember that. I really think that that's um, something we forget. Um, okay, last question is where can listeners learn more about you, connect with you, um, social media, email, whatever? Well, Marcy Nicole is new to this world and she's coming fast and furious at you all. So right now, Instagram, you can reach me at Marcy Nicole underscore. I'm there. DM me, ask me questions. Please reach out. I have years of experience, but most of all, I just want to empower you. And if you're feeling like I just need somebody to motivate me, knock on my door. Here I am. Um, I'm always there to answer questions when it comes to, am I doing this? Can I do this? And for anybody that is on the fence about thinking, oh, I think I'm just going to stop. I will push that you are worth it. Okay. So if you are thinking that you want to do more in early childhood or in the education sector, stop second guessing it. Start with the first step because you're worth it and it's for you. And when you turn around and fill your bucket, you give to those students and education all over the world. So yes, reach out to me on Instagram, um, email me as well at edu at ispire, which is ispyr.com. Um, yeah, and I will get back to you. I love to chit chat. Yeah, lots. <laughs> Yay, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. You did it. You made it through your first uh, podcast mm. nesting and hopefully first of many. Yes. Well, thank you very much for having me. How amazing was that episode? Marcia is so good and so passionate about everything early childhood education. She is one amazing educator. If you have any takeaways from this episode, I would love for you to share them with me. You can send me a message on Instagram at Shaping Little Minds Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me. I always love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.